Good morning. You're tuned in to the one and only infamous Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. This morning, we've got a lot of fun-filled guests. We're going to start off with Terrence Cheeks from the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. Terrence is uh, the one that coordinates the job fairs. We have uh, a major job fair coming up uh, called a career fair, actually, on May 19th, or excuse me, May 29th. And uh, Terrence is going to tell us a little bit about that. We've got Terrence Cheeks on the line right now uh, via telephone. Terrence, are you out there? I am, Robert. How are you doing today? Great. It is a pleasure to have you back on. Terrence, uh, these job fairs have had a lot of success. There's a lot of people in the Des Moines community that need it. There's a lot of people that didn't show up last time. They've asked about it. It's coming back around again, May 29th. Tell us about it. Well, um, I always, um, I think we always try to do things bigger and better, and, and, and definitely this time, uh, I think we knocked this one out the park. We're going to have we're going to have uh, 25 employers, some of the top employers in the Des Moines area. Uh, just just to name a few, Robert, we're going to have um, we'll be having Mid American Energy. We'll be having the City of Des Moines. We'll be having the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, from the airport. We also will be having American Airlines, Broadlines, Unity Point, and that's just to name a few of the top uh, area employers that we'll be having there on the 29th. Now, Terrence, these employers are coming in looking to hire. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. If if you're the right fit for the uh, position they're looking to fill, they will interview you and hire you on the spot. Okay, now you say if you're the right fit. Tell us a little bit about that in detail. Now, say a person has some, uh, you know, some things on their background, uh, maybe a felon or something like that. Does that eliminate them from uh, these jobs? It, it, it does not. Uh, uh, they'll look at uh, case by case scenario. A lot of them look at uh, you know the length of how how long ago it was and, and, and what the severity of it was. But uh, everyone has an equal opportunity for these for these jobs, whether you had some past issues with your with your criminal background or not. So everyone is is pretty fair game, um, and uh, no one is disqualified for something that they've done in the past. And, you know, Terrence, just like J.J. said on Good Times a long time ago, I think this is dynamite. Absolutely. This this one is, uh, I'm, I'm truly excited <laughs> about it. I, I mean, it is dynamite. It, uh, it's some of the, um, I, I targeted a lot of the employers that, that have never participated in the Evelyn K. Davis career fairs before. And uh, I, I had, I, even at this time, I had people that were, were reaching out to me asking to to participate in the career fair because of the buzz that's been been going around on the on the anticipated number of people we look to have coming through our doors on the 29th. I agree. And you know, even taking it back uh, just as far Terrence, uh this career fair, well, it's kind of just like uh Fred Sanford said back in the day. I think this is the big one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a big one, and he also said, "You know, he's coming to join Elizabeth. I want everybody, I want everybody to come and join Evelyn K. Davis on the 29th and 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 check out all the all the other employees there. We one thing one thing I'm, I'm striving on, Robert. I'm I'm wanting to give our community a chance at some of the employers and some of the opportunities that they haven't had in the past. You know, again, I 
I stress we our our goal is to help individuals find careers, not just jobs. We want them to be able to, you know, go to work, uh, earn a paycheck where they can comfortably live and take care of themselves and their families. And uh, I think this is can be a better opportunity on the 29th to give them that chance to uh, to land a job that would allow them to do just that. Hey man, you know this is great for the community. This is actually uh, this is education at its fullest to be able to uh, provide a service for our community to be able to come in and get hired. And we're not talking, you know, eight, nine, ten dollars an hour. I mean, these jobs are, are starting at average, what, uh, 14, 15, 16 dollars. Well, well, actually, I did the numbers and with the employers that we are going to have on the 29th and the position that they're looking to fill, uh, I added up the numbers and we're looking at right around the 16, 17 dollar, it's about 16 or 17 dollar average. Wow. That, uh, with, with all the numbers added together. So that, that's about the average that it comes out to be. So for all of you tuned in to the show, you're listening to Terrence Cheeks on The Image Show, 98.3 The Vibe. This is Sunday morning, May 19th, and this is an exclusive special edition. Uh, <clears throat> Terrence, can you tell us just a little bit about the requirements for this job fair? Uh, I know that we've had uh, some different rules when it comes to the dress code, comes to updated resumes. Uh, what are some of the requirements? Um, and, and you, you hit it on the head again, Robert. We, our dress code is we want you to come dress, um, to impress or, or, you know, business attire. Um, if you have a shirt and tie, great. If you need a shirt and tie, you come into the center or you can call the center. We can set you up over with the men's. Men on the Move that Robert is also involved with, and we can help you as far as the men get uh, the proper attire to uh, to come to the job fair. And if and if women are needing uh, the same, then we also have partnered up with Dress for Success. So there is no excuse to, uh, for you not to come dressed appropriately. No saggy pants, no hair rollers in the hair. We want you to come as if you were going to the job on Monday morning that you that you already had. Um, we want you to come with a prepared resume. Uh, if a resume is something that you need either tweaked um, or revised or you need a, or one built from scratch, you know, we're there Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. You can come in and get that done prior to the career fair as well. So we, we want you to come in uh, re- ready to sit down and talk to someone about about, about getting a job. So we All want you right. to come in prepared. Absolutely. Amen. And so for those of you who may have just tuned in, we are on the phone with Terrence Cheeks. And for those who may not be aware, Terrence Cheeks is the brother of former All-Star NBA player Maurice Cheeks, who played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Terrence, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Also, uh, for those of you, uh, Terrence is the coordinator for these career fairs, so he did a great job lining up all these different businesses. Come on out, get a job. Des Moines, Iowa, May 29th. It's another job fair at the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. Mark it down on your calendar. If you do not have a resume or professional business attire, the Evelyn K. Davis can provide that for you. However, uh, we do request that you call before May 22nd. That number, 515-697-7700. 
801 University in Des Moines, the Evelyn K. Davis Center, May 29th. Terrence, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on, joining us this morning. Uh, I want to wish you... My pleasure. And I want to wish you and your family a happy, happy uh, rest of the weekend and on into the next week, okay? Same to you, Robert. It's been a pleasure. Talk to you later, my friend. I'll see you in the morning. Thank you, Robert. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Jen Fletcher, the marketing supervisor for Des Moines Parks and Recreation. And we're back on the Image Show, and we've got Jen Fletcher here with us. And Jen is the marketing supervisor for the Des Moines Parks and Recreation. Jen, or should I say Miss Fletcher, it is a beautiful pleasure to have you in the house with us on the Image Show. Well, thanks for having me. Now, Jen, let's get started. First of all, we just finished a major image show event at the Evelyn K. Davis Park on Forest Avenue uh, over the past weekend. It was my birthday weekend, and uh, we also had our rap session. We gave away free barbecue to the whole community. I mean, this event was great. I want to thank you uh, for uh, being over that. I would like to thank our community out there for all of those who participated. And we just want to know a little bit about uh, the uh what are the do's and don'ts? How do we go about uh, renting the park out? What do you do? What direction are you going with the Evelyn K. Davis Park? And just tell us a little bit about your uh, job and how it pertains uh, to your work in the community. Well, first of all, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Evelyn K. Davis Park is uh, it's a great facility. It's centrally located. We are fortunate enough to have a great partner in the Knapp Foundation, and that's what funds so much of the programming that goes on in MLK, or excuse me, E.K. Davis. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so uh, now we all know about uh, the history of the Evelyn K. Davis Park and a lot of the different uh, violence, gang wars, different things like that that's happened up there. Uh, One of the things that a lot of us community leaders are trying to do is turn that catastrophic history around. And so what we're trying to do is provide uh, pro-social activities, a lot of positive events, getting the kids involved, and you know just really trying to, to make an image movement in that area. And so what do you think has been effective uh, for people such as the image program who come in and throw functions uh, such as that? Well, this program is a great example of a neighborhood, a community, a park turning around, completely transforming. We have been working with the Knapp Foundation, as I previously mentioned, since two 2007. And they have helped us fund programming in that park every day. It's the only park in the city that has dedicated programming every single day during the summer. Um, The Nat Foundation has also been extraordinarily generous. In fact, last October, they donated a brand new playground. Oh. to the to facility. So that has been revamped as well. And so we've we've talked with the police chief and other representatives from the neighborhood and crime has gone down in that area. That's beautiful. So yeah, that's exactly the kind of uh, effort that I think you and your group are behind. And I also know that uh, Urban Dreams had started a basketball league there uh, at night and that also provides a lot of positive energy for the kids mm-hmm. and the community as well. Yep. And it seemed like last year that went pretty well. Yeah, we're actually at two parks this year. Uh, Davis Park and MLK. Great. Tell us a little bit about your job. I think I have the best job in the world. Um, I'm a little biased, though. Um, 
you know, we do so much for the community here in Des Moines. We have 75 parks. We've got 63 miles of trail. We've got five pools and aquatic centers. We've got 11 spray grounds. You know, we have something for everybody. And I am lucky enough to be able to talk about it to you and to anybody else who will listen. Well, great. And do you have a contact uh, information website or number in case someone's listening and they would like to uh, rent the park out, they would like to talk to you about some opportunities? Yeah. Um, Our website, dmparks.org, has all of our rental information, has all of our programs information, all of our facility information. So that is your one-stop shop for anything parks and recreation related. Um, Our main number is 237-1386, and uh, our call center will be glad to take their call, answer any questions they have, and send you to the person you need to speak with. Wow, you got a call center. We have a front desk, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) I call it the call center. Oh, okay. Well, I used to work at a call center, so when you say that, uh, all these... Not quite quite that (laughs) extensive. We We have three of our customer service reps who are amazing and they will know almost every answer at the top, right off the top of their head. Well, beautiful. Well, Jen, I appreciate you being on the uh, Image Show special edition. We're not going to take too much of your time. I know that you've got to go. So I really appreciate you coming on. Hopefully one of these times we'll be able to talk a little more and uh, kind of get a little bit more in depth about activities that go on uh, at the park, uh, some other possibilities for people who are looking to get involved with uh, bringing activities to Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Well, um, real quick, though, we've got programming, like I said, 9 to 5 every single day at the park this summer, right, starting after school gets out. We've got some free sports clinics, and we have some free swimming lessons that are offered through Davis Park. So it's a great it's a great opportunity. Okay, so you said you have a lot of after-school activities. The after school gets out, we're there from 8 to 5 every day once summer vacation starts. And this is at the Evelyn K. Davis Park? Correct. Okay. And can you repeat that number one more time? 237-1386. And that's how they get in touch with you, right? Uh, That goes to the front desk. If they need me, they can just ask for me. Okay. Jennifer Fletcher, ladies and gentlemen, Marketing Supervisor for Des Moines Parks and Recreation. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Kelly Husinga. And we're back on the Image Show, ladies and gentlemen, special edition. With us today, we have Kelly Husinga from Clarion, Iowa, a rural town in Iowa. Uh, Kelly is here with us this morning. Kelly, it's a pleasure to have you on the Image Show. Thanks so much for having me, Robert. It's great to be here. Now, Kelly, you have a very interesting story. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background history uh, growing up in Clarion, Iowa, and as things progressed, uh, kind of some different moves that you've been making. Sure. Well, I grew up, um, as you said, Clarion, Iowa, small small rural town, a lot of farming, agriculture, um, livestock. And I grew up singing. I always knew I loved singing. I had family who actually founded a community theater, so I was into a lot of theater. Um, And that's kind of where I built my foundation in performing. Um, And then as I went through high school, I did choir, all kinds of choirs, bands, all state. Um, And then I actually was recruited to Simpson College in Indianola by uh, by a recruiter. I auditioned for a music scholarship and was accepted to the opera program on scholarship. So for the next five years, then I studied opera and double majored in German. Um, After that, I graduated. I moved to Hawaii. Uh (laughs) That is beautiful. And that's what we have in common, because... uh, 
you had actually, where, where was it, Maui? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I played basketball for the University of Hawaii Hilo on the Big Island. Yes. And so that, that's a great connection. Anyway, go ahead. Absolutely. So in Maui, I really just took time um, to do some soul searching, um, explore my own spirituality. And while I was there to earn money, of course, um, I was a horseback tour guide for a place called Lahaina Stables um, and got to work with horses, which is another passion of mine. Um, I also sang at this magic nightclub um, and I was a singing server, so I got to also incorporate some music. Um, And then, you know what? I had this moment of clarity. This spiritual message came through to me and said, you know what? You need to go back to Des Moines um, because there's work you need to do there. And so I came back. And I've been working on music here, um, just getting getting started. That's with that. great, mm-hmm. and you've been doing a great job. In fact, thank uh, you. You've got a name that's ringing around town. You're just coming off a victory from winning a talent show downtown Des Moines, and you know, I think that your story it speaks a lot of volume because of your history, and not only that, but what you've experienced as a Caucasian female. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, can you tell us a little bit about that? I know that speaking with you, and I know that a lot of the community in Des Moines would love to hear uh, some of the different experiences that you've gone through. Sure. A- as it relates to the discrimination, some of the things that you've seen as a Caucasian, some of the different things that you have witnessed. Sure, And, sure. and some of even the favoritism that you've got that you uh, would probably consider to be unfair in a comparing situation. Absolutely, Robert. Like, as we were saying earlier, you know, I came to the awareness, um, coming from a small town, I didn't know uh, that white privilege was a thing. Um, and then as I was building building my awareness, coming more into the world, I realized, hey, this is something that I have a privilege of just because I was born with the genetics in this body. That's not fair. It's not right. And um, noticing just, I mean, you know, on the news, all the stories um, of uh, minorities being discriminated against, getting pulled over, getting searched unfairly, being killed. Um, and as I told you earlier, you know, I've been stopped before. I've I've done illegal things, and never once have I been searched. Never once have I had any problem with the cops. They look at me, I talk to them, and they, they go about their way. Um, and I've seen how just blatantly unfair that is, and it, it, it upsets me um, because I'm, I'm an empathetic person or an empath, and um, I, I deeply care about people um, and the way that they feel and, and equality and fairness, um, and that not being how the world is really upsets me. And so I want to know, uh, to, to, to learn more, to listen to stories, um, to be an advocate for equality um, and being an ally. Great. Now, you said that when you were stopped, uh, you've been in situations where you were stopped, never searched. And what makes that so, uh, you said you were. it made you upset. Why did it make you upset? Well, it made me upset because I've seen or heard my, my friends who are, happen to be minorities have the same situation happen. Um, where now you say your friends that are minorities are they black? Yeah, okay. they're black, okay. and they they'd been stopped and like just searched and found the smallest amount of weed or something like that. Whereas 
I've been in that same situation, and the statistics show that Caucasians use drugs, illicit substances, um, at the same rate, if not more, you know, than any other um, group. And the prison population does not reflect that. Um, if, I, if the statistics I know are correct, um, it's about, I don't know, 17% Caucasian. So it should be higher. So, so let me ask you something. Basically, what you're saying is you've been in a situation where you were stopped, pulled over, and you weren't searched. You were treated with a lot of respect right. and sent on your way as opposed to uh, being harassed, being searched, uh, being uh, looked at as a suspect for something right, and right. being investigated. Right. And as well as, you know, when I'm out with my friends who happen to be black, and then I just notice. It's really easy if you just pay attention, if you're just aware um, the way that people, some people look, you know, and discriminate. And I wasn't really aware of that before. I I hate to sound ignorant. That's not the way I'm trying to come across. Oh, you don't sound ignorant by any means, Kelly. In fact, it's very interesting in what you're saying, and I think that it's, it's valuable. I think that people need to hear that because, you know, you said that, You were pulled over and, I mean, you actually experienced a time where you were treated unfairly as opposed to somebody being black. And so Mm -hmm. it's good for Caucasians to step out and say stuff like that because uh, a lot of this uh, discrimination and a lot of this harassment, it'll never stop until people continue to keep speaking up upon it. Right, right. Now, this is not to say that every police officer is racist. It's not to say that, you know, people, everyone's prejudiced at all. But it just goes to show that it does exist and, you know, we would like it to stop. Absolutely. It's a systemic issue. Um, It's not just individuals. It was um, it's grown with the development of our country. I mean, this country was built upon um, the backs of slaves, and that needs to be rectified. Um, that needs to be addressed, and uh, I believe that re- um, reparations need to be made for that as well. Um, That's great. Well, we're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll come back. We're speaking with Kelly Husinger, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the Image Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Kelly Husinger with us from Clarion, Iowa, originally, is where she was born and raised. She's now living in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, pursuing her singing career. She's been off to a great start, winning a lot of different performances. Kelly, let's continue to talk. Uh, First of all, you've got some upcoming gigs around Des Moines, do you? Yes, I do. I have the big one that I want to shout out there is June 1st, 7 p.m. at the Jazz Cabaret Club Noche. Um, I'll be singing with the famous inductee of the uh, Jazz and Blues Hall of Fame of Iowa, Tina Haas-Finley, um, on her show, Stevie Nicks Jazzified. And that's actually a recurring monthly series where Tina takes um, different artists and does their covers and makes them, well, jazzified. She uh, does them in a jazzy way. So that's coming up. Way. Yes. All right. Hey, I got a question. You know that what would be a real treat for everyone right What's now that? is if you sung a song for us. Oh, okay, okay. Could you do that? Sure. What All do you right. want to hear? Uh, how about your Aretha Franklin 
Oh. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but... Natural Woman. Okay, Natural Woman. Yes, yes. I wish Tina was here because we, we we do this thing <laughs> we call the party trick where we, we sing that line in, uh, in harmony, but I can do that for you. Okay, just cue up, take your time, let's hear it. Sure. Looking out on the morning rain... I used to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day Lord, it made me feel so tired But since the day I met you Life is so unkind But you're the key to my peace of mind Cause you That is beautiful. All right. That's great. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate that. Sure. All right. That's tremendous. You've got a great voice. Oh, thanks. Well, hey, uh, Kelly, now you were telling me a little bit about uh, some information that you had about a leader out there. I forgot. Was it Marianne? Yes. Okay. Let's let's hear that. Okay. So something I'm really passionate about right now, um, with the state of the world, as we all know, things are crazy, um, and I'm looking, as we all are, f- for hope and for a leader who can step up um, and fix things. And the the candidate that I am most interested in, uh, and I appreciate what she has to say for many reasons, but she's a well well known and respected um, author of spiritual and self-help literature. Her name's Marianne Williamson, and she decided to run for president on the notion of healing the soul of America. And she speaks about um, the U.S. politics, economy, etc., being disconnected from the heart, from their morals. And what she wants to see is that being integrated into politics. Um, she has a lot of plans, um, and uh, name, namely, she um, what I'm what I'm really interested in is her plans for um, creating equality, specifically for minorities, and her plan for um, reparations to be made. Um, so I really urge the listeners to go check out her website. It's uh, Marianne Williamson for President. Um, just Google it, check out her website, read about her issues, um, and I promise if you do that, you will like what you see. So, All right. And is there anything else that you have to say or would like to say? Mm, let's see. I'm... No? All right. Well, hey, Kelly, I appreciate you coming on the Image Show this morning. And do you have a, a number or email address or a way there may be someone that have listened and said, hey, this lady can really sing. She's got a great story. She sounds like a wonderful person. Uh, we'd like to maybe book her for an event or show or something like that. So do you have a contact information? Yeah, I do. I have my emails, my full name. It's K-E-L-L-Y. E as in Elizabeth, uh, my last name, H-U-I-S-I-N-G-A at gmail.com. And you can reach me via email um, to book gigs or for any inquiries there. Okay. All right. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Shelly, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Kelly Huizinga. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Marlon Graham. Marlon has just been released from the Department of Corrections, so he's fresh out on the scene. And we're back again on the Image Show Special Edition. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Sunday, May 19th, and you're tuned in to a Special Edition Image Show. We're sitting here in the studio with Marlon Graham. Marlon was just released from prison. Marlon, it is a pleasure and honor to have you in the studio this morning on the Image Show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, Marlon, tell us a little bit about uh, your transformation, okay? You've just got out. What are your goals? What have you been through? What have you experienced? Uh, what are your plans? Tell us where you're at. Um, you know, I'm just really uh, touching back down, uh, going through trials and tribulations and uh, just stepping out into the world right now. You know, my um, future goals are to really just uh, get involved in the ministry and things of that nature and um, just try and help, you know, my community, my people, try and uh change some people's minds around and the things that they uh, have been through in life. You know, um, being through the struggle myself, I, uh, I kind of know what, is, what it feels like what it, to, to go through. And uh, coming back into the community, I know how hard it can be. So, you know, um, just staying focused and uh, just really put, putting your foot to the ground and, and uh, not giving up is a, a big and a major part of it, you know. And um, I had to get myself ready for it before I, way before I even got a date to come home. So, you know, that's why I'm, um, I'm able to feel so confident in the things I do, you know. And um, everything hasn't took off like it's supposed to, but uh, once you believe in yourself and uh, you have people around you that, that kind of keep you going, Mm-hmm. You know, nothing can stop you. So. And, and you believe in God. You have to. You have to actually put Him first. Oh yes, oh yes. You got to. You got to put Him all the way first. You know, I wake up to Him. I go to sleep to Him. Amen. Yeah. Now, Marlon, we met actually. Uh, first of all, at the Evelyn K. Davis Center, and then we ran into each other again at the uh, aftercare Bible study, uh, in which I facilitate now. And I thought that you were uh, extremely humble and that you seem to really have uh, your head on straight. Uh, you said that you had had inter- interviews already with jobs your first day out. Yes, yes. Have you been able to uh, actually land a job yet? Not yet, not yet. Um, I've had some callbacks and we're just kind of working on some things. But, you know, um, if they don't come through, it's just because that's not where God wanted me. Okay. And you just got out of prison when? I got out Friday. Friday, so that was... The 10th, May 10th. May 10th, okay. And how many uh, applications have you put in? Uh, I've put in at least 15. You okay. know, um, I got out on a Friday. It was my son's birthday. I got to surprise him for his birthday. And um, so we, we did a little birthday party, a little coming home party, Mother's Day party. And then, you know, um, I went ahead and put my thinking cap on and, and got busy on Monday. So I really just hit the scene on Monday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I kind of spent some family time. You know, I have 11 children. and uh, 11 to, kids? Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know. Oh, wow. You've got a busy schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it took the whole weekend when I got home to, to contact and get with all of them. You know, that's a, that's a very important, important part of things is, you know, being a father, you know what I mean? Um, sure. Now, Marlon, you were originally charged with uh, possession with intent to deliver. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And you spent uh, a year 
incarcerated on yes. this charge. Yes. Was this your first time in prison? No, it was not. No, it was not. So did you learn your lesson this time? Yeah, you know, um, I mean. Now, and now when I say, did you learn your lesson, I mean, what part of you has changed? Because obviously, uh, any time a person gets out of prison, especially if they've been more than once, and you say, did you learn your lesson, everyone's going to say, yeah. I want to know how did you learn? What changed? What what part of you uh, has changed? What part of you has said, I've had enough? I mean, where are you at with uh, the fact that you're convinced that this is your last go around? Well, you know, I'm at, um, I actually have a child, a couple, two children that are incarcerated. And um, that was one of my biggest fears of life, you know, was to be incarcerated and it's like a father-son thing. That's not a... That's you mean not, to be incarcerated with your kids? Yeah, with them at the same time as them. It's just... It's, wow. It's a downfall in my book, you know? So um, it, it crushed me, you know? And um, I can't just talk about it. I have to be about it. Okay. And uh, once, I, once I started talking with God and accepted the Holy Spirit, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like you don't get it till you get it. Okay. You know what I mean? And once you receive the spirit, it changes you. And so once once it's changed me and my mind's altered, there's no looking back, you know, and I I, I just dedicated myself and said that, you know, I'm gonna give to this, to God, what I've given to the streets my whole life. And okay. that's my all. That's great, man. You know. That's good to hear. And so what uh <clears throat> what are some of your career plans? Uh what are your hobbies? What do you plan to do career wise? Um I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go to school for ministry, but um, my hobbies are fishing and cooking, and um, I really want to get involved in maybe get me a little rib shack or something going. Okay. You know, um, I've been a couple places in life, and I've had remarkable reviews over my ribs and things, so. Oh, so you know how to cook. Oh, uh, yeah. And where are you originally from? I'm, fr- I'm from here. I'm from here. Are you from Des Moines, Yeah, Iowa? yeah. I mean, I, I grew up here my whole life, so, you know. Okay. Back and forth from Minneapolis, but, okay. you know. All right, were you actually born in Minneapolis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you lived in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. Now, so let me ask you something. As we know, the Image Show, uh, the Image Program, we hear a lot about guys coming out of prison, making changes, uh, those that are looking to get involved in the community, become leaders, and kind of help the, the, the negativity uh, that's out here in our community. And so uh, where do you see yourself along those lines? I mean, um, I really want to do some missionary type work, and uh, I want to be like a little guest speaker, you know. Uh, just try to motivate the kids, try to try to show them that you know you can still make it. I mean, we we we've taught ourselves, not ourselves, but you know the 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 TVs and things of that nature have just taught our children that this is what black guys do, this is what these people do, this is what, and we just follow it. You know, and it's time for us to turn that around. But the only way you can turn that around is if you're doing it yourself. You sure. Know? So Sure, that's great. Now, <clears throat> you said that you were in prison with your son, and that was one of the things that really changed your life. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I have a son who is 18, and that would be one of my biggest fears, would be to be in prison with my son because you always – at least you should always try to teach your kid yeah. to be better than you were. Yes, yes. And that, you know, and that's the goal. You know, um, 
I recently uh, had a son graduate. He went to the Navy, so he kind of he kind of set the trend. You know, I'm kind of I'm very proud of him. You know, I'm proud of the other ones too. You know, and I don't down them and I don't fault them because you know they just follow my footsteps. And you know, um, I just got to start making better footprints in the sand now. So, okay. you know, we've got a job fair coming up at the Evelyn K. Davis Center on May 29th. Yeah. From 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. There'll be a lot of employers there looking to hire on the spot. That's right. And I'll be there. All right. Well, hey, uh, Marlon, listen, it was a pleasure having you on the show this morning on the Image Show. And we definitely are going to welcome you back as we uh, kind of watch your progress. And again, if there's any help that you need along the way, uh, we definitely uh, invite you to get involved with the image program, the image movement, our events, and a lot of the things that we have going on. We have mentors. Uh, we have elders from churches. Uh, we have uh, people in the community that are looking to help in a lot of different ways. And one of the things that the image program uh, mission statement is, is we're looking to help those who are willing to help themselves. That's right. And you seem like one of those brothers that are willing to help yourself. Uh, we want to stop the catastrophic move of racism and gangs and violence and all that kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. So it was a pleasure having you on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with Kelly uh, Husinga. And, I mean, we just had uh, uh, Jen Fletcher, you know, Terrence Cheeks. We've had a lot of great people on the show this morning. And I just want to say thank you, man. And I really want to encourage you to continue to keep the ball rolling forward and positive. Thank you. Thank you for letting me uh, come on and uh, chat with me. And um, I'll be taking advantage of everything, you know. Terrence and them know I, I, they see me almost every day. So Amen. Yeah. Well, we're about out of time, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you for tuning in to the Image Show. This is a special edition. Uh, the, we are moving up the rankings, and so we are just very happy, privileged, and blessed to be a part of this Image program. And so we're going to invite you all to tune in next week as we continue on with the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe.